what's up all ladies and gentlemen players and pimps listen big john's on the mic pay attention hey it's panic attack do the like share comment subscribe to help me with all those algorithms um what else are you supposed to say on podcast intros follow me on getter twitter Truth Social at the real underscore Big John. That's the at sign. The A with the circle around it as it used to be known. Uh, T-H-E-B-I-G underscore. No, wait. Fuck it. I misspelled my own thing. The real underscore Big John. So, yesteryear... Yesterday, as we say sometimes here in the Ohio Valley, yesterday or yesterday, a few days ago actually now, so much has gone on that I lost track. Sorry, I'm taking a, getting, getting comfortable for the night here. Don't know why I decided to do that in the middle of a podcast, but what better time to get comfy, right? So, still fighting this dang cold. Probably the latest COVID variant. Which, surprise, surprise, Japan has announced to the world the latest COVID variant uh, does not have its origins in nature. But what does have, what, what does, what does, what does have its origins in nature is, uh, the U.S. of A. Gymnastics Program. Move this camera up a little bit. And so I'm leaning back here. Um, probably my favorite Olympic sport. Uh, the young ladies. I'm not really into men's gymnastics. For me, gymnastics is like an offshoot of cheerleading. And it's, it's a girls sport, but. Whatever, if guys want to be gymnasts, they, they can do some pretty phenomenal things too. But uh, I was searching through Netflix, and I'm like, man, I'm bored, it's late. I like documentaries. And I come across this one called Athlete A. I'm like, well, let's see what this is about. So I look at the description, and I find out it's about uh, the sexual abuse of our female gymnasts. Um, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to watch it or not, because I kind of know the story, and it's very disturbing and upsetting, but I wanted to see it and hear it from the ladies' mouths, uh, that it happened to, and I want to, you know, send out the prayers and thoughts and all that to all these young ladies, um, that were abused. And I'm going to tell you, I was uh, trying to make a thumbnail for this video. And as I went through the pictures of the uh, quote-unquote women's gymnastics team, women's being uh, in air quotes, uh, I realized just how young these, these girls are. Um, I think they... They deserve to be called women because they're very mature for their age and very dedicated to what they're doing. 
So they deserve the moniker of woman. But really, these are girls. These are very, these are little girls. Look at these pictures. Uh, trying to get a, I, I got a good collage for the thumbnail of the, the girls that are close, closer to 18. But man, these girls, they start out at like three years old. And I mean, the ones that are really at the most elite level, you know, their parents see them doing something in the living room and say well my kids got some potential i got a lot of money because it does take a lot of money um to get to the the level of olympic elite olympic gymnast but um you know some of these girls start in tumbling class at three years old and you know it takes them 13 years or nine years I mean, some of these girls are competing at the Olympic level or close to it before they can drive a car, you know, in their early teens. Um, and man, it, it just really it breaks my heart even further uh, than it did watching the documentary and he hearing the firsthand stories of abuse. So uh, let's go through this. Uh, it's called Athlete A. And the key players are Rachel uh, Den Holander. Her last name is spelled D E N H O L L A N D E R. Jessica Howard. Here's another hard name to pronounce. Uh, Jamie Dance. Dance. Dancher. Dance, Dance Shire, Dance Shire, I think that's how they were pronouncing it. It's spelled D-A-N-T-Z-S-C-H-E-R, Dance Shire. Uh, and then, these are really two of the key people, Maggie Nichols, and then her coach is, was, is, was, Sarah Jancy, J-A-N-T-Z-I. Maggie Nichols ends up being athlete A. In um, the court records, because she was a minor, they just called her athlete A. And some of the, the women were referred to as Jane Doe um, because they were afraid of repercussions. So anyways, uh, other key players in this are Rhonda Fain. She was the vice president of USA Gymnastics. Steve Penny. He is the was the president of USA Gymnastics. Cut the background music back just a little. So, this is what's upsetting to me. And the documentary kind of bounced back and forth. So, as I'm going through this, these things aren't necessarily in sequential order or timeline order. But, um, gymnast, the young ladies. Uh... And 
wearing my hat like that makes me look even balder than I'm going. Um, they they knew that sexual abuse was taking place in the USA gymnastics community and abuse in general. Uh, the mentality of the gymnastics community uh, at the uh, the high uh, the highest level you can get USA gymnastics is to beat the girls down mentally emotion and emotionally to toughen them up so there's a lady by the name of Jennifer Say her last name is spelled S-E-Y. Uh, she was a USA Gymnastics National Champion. And she said that the standard methodology was cruelty throughout the mid-70s to 1980s. Uh, prior to that, if you look at gymnastics in the 50s, I'm ready to be getting ahead of myself here. But they said, look at women's gymnastics in the 50s. And it was women. And that changed in the mid-70s with a man and a woman named Marta. Or we would pronounce it Martha. But she's from bumfuck Europe. So, But you'll know the name Bella Caroli. Bella Caroli and his wife Marta were legendary gymnastics coaches. And they coached a young lady named Nadia Kalmanich to a perfect score. And in the in the uh Europe well, Russia and Romania and that part of Europe, okay? They figured out that the younger girls could be manipulated emotionally, um, uh, basically abused into being molded into good gymnasts that do whatever they have to do to win to keep coach happy. Um, and basically the Corollis, they solidified that cruelty was the way of coaching in gymnastics uh, and you know for a long time as far as coaching in general goes being an asshole and breaking your athlete down mentally to build them back up mentally and toughen them up was accepted and, and I see a reason for this but to me gymnastics is a graceful beautiful sport I'm not, not just talking about the, the women being beautiful. Um, I'm talking about the artistry and the motion and the athleticism. Okay. But the women in the USA gymnastics back in the 70s and 80s, they looked at the women from Russia and Romania and they realized that these girls 
I gotta stop saying women because they were girls. The girls didn't look happy. The Russians and the Romanians. They might have been winning, but they never smiled. They were always very serious. And that's because their coaches beat them down and made them be serious. This Mainly this Bella and Marta Caroli. Um, and that was the mid-70s is when gymnastics went from women to girls. And one of the assistant coaches from the Romanian and Russian teams talked about Marta and Bella Caroli and how he would call the girls pigs and slap the girls. Very, very sad. So, Bella and Marta defect to the United States and bring their style of coaching with them. From 1983 to 1994, there was a guy named Mike Jackie. His last name is Jackie, spelled with an I at the end. He was the president of USA Gymnastics from 83 to 94. And he started turning USA Gymnastics into a brand. Okay, there was a product that was sold. The girls were paraded out there as trophy girls, models. And they were beautiful young girls. I can say that because I was a beautiful young man from 1983 to 1994. So the girls I was looking at were my own age. Um, but it was a brand with an image. In 1991, USA Gymnastics grossed $12 million through endorsements and, uh, and things like that. Um, we they cut back to this, oh, pardon me, this is where Steve Penny comes in. Uh, he was brought in in the 1990s for marketing and raising money. He's a marketing guy. He's not a gymnast, he's not an athlete, he's not a coach, he's a marketer. So, he was brought in to market the girls' gymnastics and make money because the, the thing is the United States government doesn't do a lot to fund the Olympic athletes so people have to like this Steve Penny have to uh, be put in charge and they they brand the sport and turn it profitable so that they can pay coaches so that they can have dormitories and camps and places where the girls can live while they're being coached and things like that so all right that's Steve Penny he comes in to be the marketing guy and ends up being the president of USA Gymnastics uh, we go back to Jennifer Say, and she said that watching Carrie Strug in 1996, 
This is the young lady who brought home uh, the gold medal for the USA team. The United States was down to one event, one athlete, and she had to get a hot, almost a perfect score on the vault. And she had been competing the entire Olympics on a severely injured ankle to keep Bella Caroli happy. Um, so Jennifer Say goes on to say, <laughs> uh, you know, she that Carrie Strug was viewed as her, uh, heroic, but she saw it differently. Why? Are, and she says, why are we celebrating? She has no choice saying that Carrie Strug had no choice. Uh, Carrie Strug felt obligated and forced into that situation, that there was no way she could go out there and say, I can't compete, Bella, because she didn't want to make Bella mad. Deep down, she, this woman saying Carrie Strug had been broke down so much mentally and emotionally she knew nothing but to go out there and compete because Bella Caroli said so. Period, point blank, full stop. Okay. Um, Jennifer Say goes on and tells that other sports athletes and are, are adults and can make their own decisions. Um... And that the girls in the gymnastics, they're yelled at verbally and emotionally abused. So uh, when you're physically abused, you doubt yourself, she says. Now we start getting into some serious stuff. Um, they cut to this reporter because this whole this whole thing with the Nasser guy and all this sexual abuse in the women, girls' gymnastics, women's gymnastics, it all came out through newspaper investigative reporters. And we'll get into more of that later. starting to get a little thin had to fire back up so this reporter says that uh the Corollis, marta and bella created an environment where larry nasser the pedo doctor nasser would come in and be kind to the girls be nice to the girls um the touching of the little girls in his videos was wildly inappropriate, they said. This Nasser guy had websites, VHS videos, and would show the techniques and therapy that he was doing to these young ladies, girls. And you can look at it and see how inappropriate it was, these reporters say. But... The Corollis created an environment where they were so mean on the girls. This kind man comes in, this Nasser, and gives them candy, sneaks them food, 
gives them extra massages and a lot of extra play there too. Uh, this is typical of a pedophile and a predator. They build trust in people that they see are vulnerable. Jennifer Say goes on uh, to, to say uh, that Nasser, he massaged her back with one hand and assaulted her with the other at Michigan State University. Uh, and there always had to be a, a secondary person in there. But Nasser was so good at this, he knew how to cover the girls with a towel, put his body between them and the other person in the room. So there would be times when the girl's mom would be in there with them, and the girl is getting molested, and mom just sees the hand that's massaging or working on the muscles or whatever. Um... Jennifer Say wanted to tell people she tried to report it, but she was warned not to say anything to anyone, that there would be ramifications if she talked to anyone. In 2016, at the Olympic Village, Nasser treated the girls and abused them while sneaking them candy and food in and things like that. Again, typical predatory stuff. He goes into their room, he's doing therapy, and he's molesting, and he's also bringing them candy, treats, extra food, and things of that nature. In 2016... Steve Penny was in complete control of this Maggie Nichols and her family because all they knew was we've got to get our daughter Maggie to the Olympics. She's got the Olympic dream. She's one of the best in the country. And we want to get her to the 2016 Olympics. So, throughout all this abuse, Penny is saying, don't say anything. Uh, the FBI is working on it. If you go public, it'll mess up this FBI investigation. So... Bella and Penny knew that Maggie had reported Nasser. They said that the FBI was investigating it. When they picked the Olympic team, the Marta Crowley was now more the head of things than Bella, at least in, on the surface. They were saying she would be the one picking the, I believe it was top seven. Well, Maggie finished in the number six, but Maggie didn't make it as an alternate. The top five made it in, and there were three alternates at Marta Corolli's choosing. And it's believed that because Maggie was starting to speak up about the abuse, 
that she was shunned, even though she was sixth place and should have, could have, would have, by all intents and purposes, in any other year, been on that Olympic team. Because she was consistently, from the time she was able to crawl or walk, one of the best gymnasts in the United States. So, we jump back to Rachel Dolenholender. Rachel Den Hollander. She files a first degree sexual assault case against Nasser. Enters Detective Lieutenant Andrea Munford, the Michigan State University Police Department. Um, she got a call that a woman was sexually assaulted 16 years prior and wanted to file a report. Dolander had hundreds of pages. She, like, did her own investigation on herself. Or Den Holden. Den Hollander. Damn it, I keep fucking up her name. Den Hollander. Um, other women had reported things, but the prosecutors refused to go forward with it. That's how well-liked and supported this, this Nasser was in the gymnastics community and in the community in general. So the detective 2014 investigation, she asked for specifics. She asked for specific things. And Nasser starts getting nervous. They got a video of Nasser in the police interview room and he gets very nervous when he's asked were you aroused? And he said, well, I, I mean, I shouldn't have been. I was just, I was doing my job. I, I shouldn't have been aroused. And she said, well, were you? And she pushes him. And he starts getting really, really, really nervous and scared. So the journalists investigating, they learned that in spite of what Nasser was saying, there was no need for vaginal penetration during physical therapy or treatment of any sports injury. So this guy was molesting these girls, putting his fingers in them, uh, in their vaginas. It, it's really dis disturbing. And he did this to many girls, hundreds as a matter of fact. So, you have this um, Jamie Dan Dan's Dance Shire. She and Rachel Den Holander start getting attacked by USA Gymnastics and by Nasser's supporters. This Nasser did have people that liked him. He had female gymnasts that liked him. Said that he never molested me. Hundred or more others. I think it was 125 was the final count, but there still may have been more out there. Um, nonetheless, um, 
Maggie Nichols sexual abuse reported Natcher or pardon me uh, and she watched Nasser run for school board and all the while USA Gymnastics told Maggie Nichols one of the top gymnasts and athlete A who the documentary is named after she they told her don't go to the police no one at USA Gymnastics ever reported this to the police every state in which this sexual assault took place from Indiana to Michigan to Texas and many states in between all have laws that when a child comes to you talking about sexual abuse you are to go to the police so to me it sounds like USA Gymnastics has a a culture of corruption and cover-up. Because remember back when I said at the beginning of this, they said there were a lot of girls that knew that sexual abuse and verbal and emotional abuse were the thing in gymnastics. And this breaks your heart because you watch these girls every four years and you don't realize what they go through behind the scenes from... You know what? What? What's a three-year-old considered a toddler? Some of them start as young as three years old, and their parents put up thousands of dollars to go to gymnastics school and training and diet. That's another thing, you know. Um, on the Olympic team, these girls are are told you have to make weight, you have to be this skinny. You know, and like I was saying, I was trying to find pictures for the thumbnail to this video. And some of these girls look so young and so small. There's not an ounce of fat on them. And it really, it just made me even sadder for them. Um, so. This uh, Marissa. Katakowski, Kuwait Kowski. She's a reporter at the Indy Star, the, the Star, the newspaper in Indianapolis. Uh, she says that USA Gymnastics felt they took action by doing an internal investigation. The law says you have to report this abuse to the local authorities immediately. So they find out that Nasser is treating girls at his home and sexually abusing them in his home. That gave this police detective the evidence she needed to search his garbage. They found two computer hard drive files with Nasser's name on them in the trash with 37,000 images of child porn and abuse. Uh, he abused girls in his home while doing, again, quote unquote treatment. Um, 
Nasser ends up getting uh, two 60-year sentences. Uh, I skipped over a, a, a thing here. Um, back in, I think it was 2016, Allie Reisman, who's a great young woman, um, she reported Nasser that she witnessed Nasser sexually abuse Michaela Maroney in Olympic Village in London uh, because Reisman and Maroney were roommates. And sometimes, you know, this Michaela Maroney got a bad rap for making a pouty smirk. And I was, as I was getting ready for this video, I'm like, maybe she's doing that little smirk because she's thinking, I've just got sexually abused. And I've spent years getting sexually assaulted by this man for a bronze medal. Because we had a bad Olympics because we've been getting abused emotionally, physically, mentally, and sexually. That could all have come into play. It just sheds a different light on things. You know, I, I, I remember how much shit, uh, and, and it was, it, before there were memes, it was a meme <laughs> of Michaela Maroney making that smirk on the podium because they didn't win the gold. And you just think, maybe it was going through her mind. Maybe what was going on through her mind was, I just got molested by the team doctor, and all I get's a lousy bronze or silver medal. You know? And Allie Reisman, uh, this Maggie Nichols, Jamie Dansire, that I can't say her name right, Rachel Denhollander, they all were sexually abused by this guy and probably others and emotionally abused, physically abused in other ways probably to get that Olympic gold medal and be an Olympian. That was all that their lives revolved around. And they put up with all this abuse, eating disorders, all sorts of other things to try to achieve the Olympic dream and represent the United States. So USA Gymnastics never got punished. Uh, Michaela Maroney and others had to sign non-disclosure agreements. That's always a sign something shady is about to happen when someone says you have to sign an NDA that says we can sue you if you go and talk about how badly we treated you. <laughs> I mean, that's what an NDA is. Um, uh, there were abuser, other abusers, though. That's, what, that's one of the things that bothers me about this. Nasser was bad. What about the others? Bella and Marta Crowley, I mean, they, 
I don't, did they put physically put their hands on girls in the United States? It sure sounded like they did, you know, um, not sexually, but in maybe in other ways, I don't know. Um, this Steve Penny had to go testify before Congress and he kept taking the fifth amendment. All the girls went and testified before Congress. Um, Steve Penny had a relationship with the FBI who was supposed to be investigating all of these, these things. Uh, and basically, Penny's relationship to the FBI was to save the image and the finances coming into USA Gymnastics. Um, in 2018, the Crowleys end up closing their uh, gymnastics camp after Martha or Marta admits that she knew Nasser abused girls. Uh, Steve Penny got arrested for, I believe it was for covering up Nasser's abuse. But to wrap all this up, this just makes you, one, it makes my heart break for these young women. And, you know, I really hope to God they, they have beautiful, wonderful lives. Um, I hope they know it wasn't their fault. Um, from what I see, you know, I follow some of these girls because... I was, I'm a fan. So I see them on Instagram and, and things. And it seems like they're doing well. I hope they truly are. Um, it just puts it in a whole nother perspective. You know, listening to this, um, Jennifer say, talk about Carrie Strug. And, you remember that image of Carrie making that heroic vault? And then you realize, no, Carrie had been beat down so much emotionally. And it was a brave thing. I don't want to take away from what Carrie Strug did. But Jennifer Say put a different perspective on it for me. Because Carrie was programmed to do that through severe pain. And having to crawl off of the mat. You know, she stuck the landing. And we all remember that, that the awe of she hit that landing perfect. And immediately her one foot goes up in the air. And she's still sticking the landing with her hands in the air. Uh, and then as soon as... She's stuck the landing. She's held that pose for the uh, however long they have to hold it to get a score. She collapses and crawls off the mat. And as much of it, as it was bravery and toughness on her part, you see, you know, this Nasser and Caroli carrying her off with her 
her leg bandaged up like it was broken. Uh, it wasn't broken. It was severely sprained. But anyways, you see them carrying her off. And it's like the child was abused and conditioned to not even think for herself, but be programmed to get out there and perform. And God bless these girls. This isn't judgment on the athletes. This is judgment on these coaches and this uh, molester doctor. But to me, it almost feels like this is how you treat an animal. They treated these girls like they were less than human, like they were animals to be trained and taught to perform a certain way, no matter what the conditions. Um, just like I, I dealt with police canine units, canine officers. Uh, and I did research because I needed to get a police dog for my town. And, you know, they train the dog to follow the commands and be a police dog or a military dog without thinking. It just does what it's trained to do when it's told to do what it's trained to do. And that's how I feel like they treated these women. These girls, really. But we'll call them women because they, they earned the title of womanhood. Um, so I say God bless all these young women that go out and perform and compete and achieve their Olympic dream. Um, Maggie Nichols never got to achieve her Olympic dream. Uh, it was quote-unquote taken from her, but n right now, or at least at the time of this documentary, uh, she is one of the top collegiate women athletes, and she's really grown into a strong woman. Um, she doesn't look like she has an eating disorder. She's toned as hell, muscular, uh, and I think at the college level, it's a little bit different. The uh, coaches seem to treat the girls a lot more positively. Uh, although I'm sure because it is still an aesthetic sport, there's eating disorders and things. But I remember at Kent State, Kent has one of the top women's gymnastics programs. Uh, they usually make it to about the regional finals before their... Um, uh, outperformed by one of the, the bigger colleges. But I remember at Kent State, we had this one girl on the gymnastics team. She was phenomenal. But she was six foot and 180 pounds. They called her Diesel. And she was cute. Don't get me wrong. Uh, this was like the early 2000s. So I was in my 20s. And I think she was. Uh, I met her when she was a freshman, and she grew an inch or two in school and put on a few pounds of muscle, too. Um, but, yeah, she she was gorgeous, and she definitely was not starving. She ate a, a very healthy diet, uh, but none of the girls at Kent looked bulimic or anorexic or, you know, ribs showing through their uniforms. 
they were they were toned muscular girls uh, my one buddy that was on the wrestling team they kind of uh, shared the weight room and gym and stuff with the the gymnast and he was talking about me about this one gymnast that's like the least frilly least frilly girly girl he ever met and how she picks her nose and she's like one of the guys not the 180 pound six foot girl but a different one and we used to go to the gymnastics meets and stuff like that at Kent and had good memories um, I hope none of those young ladies you know went through the abuse or anything that these uh, girls on the Olympic team or the girls at Michigan State University went through. Um, my final thought about Mr. Well, asshole Nasser. I hope he's getting in the shower and getting the same treatment he gave those girls. We'll end it at that. And after saying I hope a grown man is being sexually assaulted in a prison shower, I'm going to say God bless you, pray for one another, love somebody today, and be the reason somebody feels loved. And I hope you went and sat through the whole 45 minutes of me reciting that documentary verbatim.